Hello, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey, Mark, I have an idea for what I'd like to do this week. Okay. Um, no, I, we talked a couple of weeks back about some of the new tags that were available in SSML for the Google Assistant. Yep, and thank you for those additions to Speech Markdown. Right, and I so I started putting some in, but while I was doing that, I, I kind of wrestled with one of the tags and kind of the best approach on, on, well, both best approach from a design and from a technical point of view on how to implement it. Okay. And I thought, let's uh, let's take some time now to talk about it. How that sounds that good. Sound? Yeah, okay. yeah, no, let's do that. So so the issue, uh, broadly painting the issue, the, uh, the tag that I didn't implement was the voice tag. And okay. as, as people might remember from our conversation a few weeks back, what the, the voice tag does is it literally starts playing um, the audio, the, the generating the text-to-speech using a different voice. Now, on the Alexa side, Alexa takes one attribute, uh, name, mm -hmm. and that name, as I gather, it needs to be one of the predefined named voices that's available yeah. in Polly. Did I get that? Yeah. Right? So they've they've they, you know they've. Uh ported or connected or whatever they've done, the, uh, at least a certain number of poly voices um, to Alexa, and you can use those by name. Okay. And those names just, you know, again, kind of to be be clear on it, and I'm reading through... Um... Matthew, Joanna, Ivy, Brian. Yeah. yeah. And, and depending on the name, it also, um, I guess, uh, well, it, the, the name goes along with a country. So, so you know, Brian would be an accent. Um, you know, Nicole would be Australia. Russell would be Australia. Brian's Great Britain. So depending on what name, then you also infer uh, a country. Okay. Which would be an accent as well. Okay. So uh, language or locale or... I, yeah. I think it's what SSML tends to refer to as a language. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... The first thing I realized in kind of approaching this was, well, okay, Google Google supports the name tag, the, the name attribute for the voice tag, but it's got a totally different set of names. And their names are, to be blunt, not names. They're, they're <laughs> mnemonics. They're, you know, they're referencing you know, the type of technology that was used to generate them and the country code and an arbitrary letter. So like FRCA WaveNet B? Right. Exactly. You know, my good friend. Right. French Canadian WaveNet B. Right. And that's, you know, from there, you don't even get a, a sense of what the gender is. You don't get a sense of anything. Yeah. Um, which, okay. So kind of my, my first thought in, in how to approach this would be, okay, um, I ignored this problem completely. I just put in the name attribute and I let some poor developer figure out what, you know, if, if they're porting between the two, they need to change the, the name themselves. So that's, that's certainly one approach and yeah. that would have been easy. Um, but since I actually wanted to use these as well, that became not implausible, but it became frustrating. 
Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And, and, you know, to be honest, that was, that was one of those things like at the time only Alexa supported voices. And so, you know, I did what was the easiest thing at, at, at the time. Right. Um, it makes yeah. perfect sense to do. It's a, it's a perfectly reasonable approach. Yeah. And, and just kind of a, also a little bit of history generally on speech markdown um, because it's a markdown of SSML and SSML is XML based and you have begin tag, end tag in SSML. I was trying to get away from that. And particularly what I was trying to do on the voices was kind of think of a script where you could have a tag that had a name, a section of text, another name, a section of text, and then a tag that was like, go back to the system or go back to, you know, voice, the, the you know, voice A. Um, so that you could kind of in your um, in your markdown make it look a little bit like a script. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of you know behind the scenes kind of what I was thinking on how I approached it. I, I purposely didn't want to do nesting, and I didn't want to do a lot of um, attributes. You do uh, do support um, the language tag as well on voice, so that you can do you know voice name is Brian and the language, and do that kind of that weird thing where. You know, Brian is is UK, but maybe you want it to speak English. You know, like it's got a you know. <laughs> well, I, I think the you know the example that I always love to give is you know use try to pronounce French using an American yeah, accent. That's a better that's a better example. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's it's gonna be the right you know C H A T will sound sort of French, but an American speaking French, so yeah. it'll be chat, not chat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, and I think that's a, a perfectly reasonable way to do it. And kind of one of the reasons why I want to wanted to to get voice working and using it myself. Um, so the next option I thought about was saying, mm-hmm. well, OK, we have a bunch of predefined voices that are Alexa voices. Why don't I just take those same names and map them to Google Assistant? voices. Mm -hmm. So you could specify a Google Assistant voice name and it'll work great. Or you could specify an Alexa voice name and an Alexa will use the Alexa one and Google will map it to some Google one. Okay. Um, And there's some merit to that. Mm -hmm. Part of my hesitation about just going and doing that was one of the things that I kind of like about Google's approach is that they specifically don't use names. And that's yeah. a that's an intentional design decision. So I paused and, and kind of hesitated and then thought some more. And then I realized that Google, one of the things that Google offers that Alexa doesn't is they provide uh, three additional optional attributes. And they say these are optional but if you don't specify a name, at least one of them is required. And, okay. and those would be the, um, the gender attribute, the variant attribute, and the language attribute. And gender and variant are standard. Language is kind of a mutated version of the SSML standard. Okay. But basically, if you specify all three, that maps directly to one of the, the predefined voices. So I'm thinking, well, you know, and, and there are some advantages to doing this as well, because now you can just say, 
for whatever language you're in by default, whatever your mm -hmm. default language is, um, give me male variant number one yeah. or female variant number two. So I kind of like that notion. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, okay, now what if I could do that and then map those to Alexa ones? So somehow I specify this, this set of uh, attributes and it will pick one of the Alexa voices based on that. And then if, if Alexa ever someday supports it, we just directly implement that. And I like that idea. That, that seemed to mm -hmm. me to be the best approach. And then I tripped up on how in the world to implement that as part of the parser. Oh, yeah. So, you know, please, if anybody is a parser expert, please <laughs> join us. I would even let you rewrite the whole thing however you want as far as the parsing goes. I picked uh, the, the Mina parser because that seemed to make sense to me. Uh, you know, just a reminder, I graduated in management information systems. I did not go the CS track. Well, officially, I did go the CS track and Mina makes sense to me, but I still wrestle with it sometimes. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure that it's, it's without, you know, fault. And I don't know if like a custom built parser would be, you know, better. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open for having somebody rewrite that, <laughs> that portion of it, but. Uh, um, but it also kind of goes to the, the language that we, that, that you use or that you've chosen to use. So, yep. you know, for, for almost everything else, nothing else requires more than one parameter. I don't think you've yes. got a, a single other markdown tag in there that requires an actual parameter. At most, it's a, a tag, colon, and a value. So, yeah. And so there is a part of me that still wants to have that be kind of, not like a written rule, but like a, you know, strongly you know, suggested guidance. Yeah, um, I, I think it makes sense. But so I've got another option. I don't know, maybe you've, maybe you've uh, thought about it uh, temporarily no. and dismissed it. Um, uh, go ahead. But the, uh, the idea that I thought of back at the time where I was like, okay, well, what happens when, you know, because I did think a little bit about it. I didn't like just totally blindly, you know, didn't think that you know one day that you'd be able to change voices. I figured that that would be something that would happen across platforms. The idea being that um, if you come from a web background and you do HTML fonts, you can set you can specify a number of different HTML fonts separated by semicolons in the order of if it supports this, then use it. If not, then go to the next one. If not, go to the next one. So that was kind of the idea that I had was that you would take those uh, voices in whatever language and and use that. And then I'm like, well, what if, um, you know, it, it turns out it, good in this case that Google doesn't support like a name like Matthew as the name of one of their voices. Um, but if they did, then you'd have to look at some sort of a prefix um, you know, like an AX Matthew, because like Matthew and, and Alexa could be US and Matthew and, you know, some other platform X could be, you know, British. 
and that would be you know completely different depending on you know what you were were wanting to do um so that was kind of the idea that I had, but that, you know, once again, that would be changes to the parser as well to now support some sort of a delimited list of names as part of your voices. So it'd be like voice colon Brian in quotes semicolon, you know, FRCA, right, <laughs> WaveNet B or whatever, right? Right. Well, there there's also kind of an you know a hybrid on the second one, which is mm -hmm. where we define this mapping. Yeah. is we let users define aliases themselves. Yeah, that's so, true. That could be an options in there where you could say voice one, voice two, voice three. Right. And then you could map, say, when voice when it, the platform is X, then voice one is this. And yes. when it's, you know, yeah. And, and there are definitely parameters that you can set. And that, that has been, you know, slightly used. Um but you could definitely expand the list of um, arguments that are available that you pass to speech markdown and then gets passed off to each of the different um, platforms as it's, as, as it's parsing it. And it could, you know, definitely do that. That's, you know, that's an option as well. So that is an option. And that, that does have the added advantage where like, if you were doing something and you were assigning characters, like you were having, right. You know, Zeke is, you know, on Alexa platform is Matthew's voice and on Google's platform is such and such voice, then you just refer to it all over in your speech markdown by the name. I, you know, I, I kind of like that better than, I, than, than the, uh, the, like the font fallback approach. I like that idea. The more I think about that though, I almost make that a brand new tag. And the reason why is it kind of goes to something else that speech markdown does very well. Uh -huh. And that's that it maps some of the markdown tab uh, tags in different ways. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the whisper tag on Alexa, it directly maps it to the whisper voice characteristic, who's yeah. the, the right term, I forget. I apologize. Yep. But on the Google side, you have it mapped to something slightly different because yeah. Google doesn't support the, the whisper characteristic. Yeah. Um, so I might almost, you know, create a new tag called character or I don't know, character is the first name that came to mind following along your idea of, uh, mm. making it look like a script. Um, and then you could define the characters and the different characteristics of it. And by default that those characteristics could be voice, but it could also influence things like the prosody the pitch, various mm. other elements that are controlled by different tags. Oh, that's interesting. And that comes to mind because that's how I do it on multivocal. <laughs> Except there I do call it voice. Yeah. But I don't want to overload voice. I don't want to overload voice too much here. Yeah. And I and I yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering about that because I'm I I I think maybe we could use voice, um, like reuse voice and then just have some smart override. So like if you do brain or whatever, and there is not nothing in your character in, map in, yeah, in the, in the, in the mapping of your, your options, your config mapping for that, then it would just, you know, and then I don't know that I, I might've done this. I'd have to look at my code. 
um, but like have a list of valid names or like supported um, Alexa names. Right. So on each the, platform. On the Alexa side, there is a, a list of valid voices and the country they go for. Okay. So yeah, so I could see adding that same like list of valid voices um, to the, the Google um, implementation and then check to see if what you've passed in is a valid voice. Um, you know, check to first see if like there's a configuration override. Mm -hmm. If there is no configuration override and you say, Brian, then check to see if Brian is one of the supported names on Alexa. Cause you know, you're, you're currently checking for Alexa and it says, yeah, so go ahead and use Brian. If it's not, um, if it's, you know, you're actually on Google and Brian's not listed among one of the valid names, then, then it has some sort of other smart override or something. That right? makes sense. I like yeah. that. So, okay. So we over overload voice to do not just, well, no. Okay. But that's fine. That just means that in the generator, in the, the, yeah, in the generator for each platform, it needs to do that. It basically has two branches. One is um, if it has a user defined name in it, then use the tags and attributes from that user defined name. And mm -hmm. if not, use our own. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and that way on a Google, on the, actually that means that on the Google side, you essentially use the same table, an internal version of that table to map Alexa's names to a language gender invariant. You could. And have that. So it, it just kind of naturally falls out that way. I like that notion. And this way we don't have to define a bizarre protocol for specifying gender language invariant. Yeah. Kind of simplify, you know, and, and, you know, part of the, the purpose of speech markdown is to simplify things. And so, um, you know, it does, it does give you the ability to, to use all of the tags, but, you know, use some of the, the defaults, and make the defaults or like, like the most used easy to do. Right. Um, right. Well, what this does is it, it means that, you know, by default, if you're just, you know, trying to use voices, those would work. If you want to very precisely define voices to, you know, this, this variant with um, this prosody change, yeah, then you can do so. Or, you know, this variant with uh, an emphasis tag thrown in, you can do so. Yeah. I think that would work. Yeah, I think that would work too. Okay. So I will I will start pursuing that. <laughs> now, what I do not know um, is sometimes the parser still has like problems. Your names are going to have, um, well, I guess that's not, you're, you're never going to be passing one of the Google names as part of one of the voice names. Is that what you're saying? Or you, maybe, I mean, well, maybe I would... you could. And that, and that, and that, and that may have, may or may not have problems with that the may dashes. Not, that may have parser problems. So I need to make sure that the name. But I don't know, maybe, it's, maybe it won't because the language tag has like en-gb. Yeah. And so maybe maybe a dash or a hyphen, whatever, is this is, is something that. That is acceptable work. in there. And I'm not yeah. sure offhand what voice. Yeah, looking through the code, I, I, I it's difficult for me to figure out exactly what parameter it, it is expecting. It's okay. So I'll fiddle with that and see if, if I do run into problems. Okay. Uh, give that a try. So I think that's a reasonable approach. Yeah. 
Like, so on the generator, so let me take a look at the generator quickly. So right now on the generator side, when it generates voice, yeah, it literally just adds uh, the SSML tag and the and and those attributes. So I'd be able to map it almost exactly the same. So that's a pretty straightforward code addition for yeah, seems, the seems user like generated names. I think that'll plus, plus a really cool feature now. Yeah, <laughs> and it dovetails beautifully with multivocal. <laughs> Great, I like. So I get that. to change even less code. That's even better. Well, I do appreciate you. Um, you know, going in and, and doing a pull request, um, I need to jump in and, and go through and I've got a number of uh, PRs that I need to go through and evaluate and merge through and push out changes. Uh, so I just haven't had the <laughs> I, time. I know. Trust time, me, I, I know. To, I mean, it, it took me weeks in between when I discovered this to even get around to start looking at making sure that uh, that we could that I could do this in Speech Markdown. Yeah. So. Um, well, and, and to be honest, it's time is one thing, but um, energy level has been yeah. a challenge the last couple of weeks. Just things have been kind of overall, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. Don't, you know, I'm <laughs> not, but, you know, just, I guess, maybe a, a comment to people out there. If you're going through a, 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 you know, a few days or a week and you're just not, you know, things are tough, you know, things are tough out there. Um so, you know, practice some self-care and, um, you know, talk with people, you know, it, you know, it has been a, a long week uh, for me, but I was really looking forward to talking with Alan today and, and uh, digging into some code I haven't looked at for a little while. And, and so it's well, just do what you need to do. I was going to say, and I think that's important is, you know, part of self-care, it differs for every, every person, yeah. but it's important to, to know the things that you enjoy and be able to do them and take, you know, be able to set aside a little bit of time to do them and enjoy them. You know, if you like coding, and I think both of us enjoy coding, our pet projects or the things that we like to do, make sure you take some time to do that. If what you'd like to do is read or listen to music or whatever it is, yep. make sure you take that time because that's, that's recharging, that's energizing in some yep, ways. It is. And definitely if, if you're really, really feeling stressed out, talk to somebody. Yep. No, and and I, I found, you know, social media has been a, you know, positive and, and sometimes a negative side of things, but there are a lot of people that seem to, to, to care genuinely, uh, genuinely about one another and just, uh, you know, want to do things that are nice, even though, you know, some of these people I've never met in person. So um, just really appreciate, you know, the, the kindness that I find out on the internet as well. No, definitely agree. There are some great people out there. And, um, you know, if you don't know them, reach out to Mark and I, and uh, we'll talk. Yeah. To you. We're happy to. Yeah, we definitely are. So this has been great. I love, uh, I, I we haven't done a, a kind of a coding, you know, design session uh, together. This, no. this has been fun. No, I think this will be, I, I hope we'll, uh, we'll do some more of these in the future. Well, now I, I, I look forward to what you you know figure out, and uh, I'm definitely open. If you hit something that's a snag, I'll I'll you know jump in and do my do what I can to help you try to figure it out. But, yep. No. Now, now that I think I I think we've got a roadmap, and I think we figured out some good approaches. Um, yeah. You know, from there, it's just uh, figuring out the details. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely true. So uh, hopefully, in a few weeks, um, well, hopefully when this airs, we'll be able to talk about how. Uh, this feature also goes live at the same time. 
hopefully. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's hope so. I think I, I bring to I, I already do have it on my list of things to get to, and so uh, hopefully this weekend I'll have some time to do that. So uh, we look forward to hearing people's feedback on this feature on speech markdown in general, yep. and uh, we'll talk about this another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. You as well, Mark. Have a good weekend. Hope you do better. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Just uh, it'll be good to have a have the weekend come. <laughs> Take care, everyone. All right, bye.